Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Horse Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson. Today, we're talking about head shaking. Has your horse suffered from head shaking? I talked to Margaret Donnelly, the founder of Equilibrium Products, and she created the company because her horse was a head shaker. This is Horse Hour. Welcome, Margaret Donnelly, the founder of Equilibrium Products. Now, it's not, I say products, but you're like a global brand, aren't you, Margaret? You've created this unbelievable company based on a problem that you had with your horse. That's right. And basically, we're sold, well, according to the sales director, we sell to every continent except Antarctica. (laughs) <laughs> and so we're in every continent. And really, it all started back in 1997. I had my horse, Timmy, whose real name is Cause for Optimism. Mm-hmm. He developed head shaking as a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. But back in the nobody really know what it was. I mean, it continues to be a very poorly understood problem. Mm-hmm. But back then... It was just, I was brought up with horses and I'd never heard of it before. And I was on a big yard with 30 plus other horses and horse owners and no one else had it. So I just couldn't really understand a horse that I had bought as a two-year-old. At five, started behaving so erratically and I was at my wit's end. In fact, I got very low about it. And I think this is something a lot of horse owners of head shakers go through, mm. they start thinking, what have they, yeah, why and what have I done wrong? <laughs> you know, why is my horse behaving like this? Why was he behaving like that? Well, at the beginning, I had so many people, including, I would say, very knowledgeable riding instructors saying that he was being naughty and misbehaving. And it was a sort of typical five-year-old behavior of uh, throwing their toys out of the pram when they sort of, they're good as when you back them at four and then at five, they sort of go, actually, I don't really want to do any work. <laughs> but I kind of knew it was more than that. It mm. sort of had a pattern of where he was fine when you got on him. But as soon as he started to get hot, right. uh, his body temperature warmed up. He would start throwing his head up in the air, almost doing like mini rears mm. or pulling his head down and trying to rub his nose on his front legs or actually try and lift his leg up to his nose. That mm. was the 
sort of either he was either trying to pull down or he was trying to go up sorry did he do this in the field or did he just do this being ridden just under uh, under saddle and you know that's when you had a lot of people sort of saying oh kick him through it or he's got a problem with a bit is it a problem with the bridle? Oh, your hands, you're riding too heavy with your hands. I mean, there was all sorts of theories being attributed to it. Mm. But I, I just sort of thought to myself, this is really this behavior. There's something else behind this. You know, don't you? As an owner, I think you yeah. have a you have a relationship with your horse where you know if something's not right. And I had a very similar, very similar situation. My horse wouldn't canter. Yeah. And everyone said, kick him through it. He's being naughty. He's exactly the same age. Well, he was, he was four. Um, it turned out he had a severe injury from a year before that I didn't know about that had happened yeah. before I bought him. And it was that I knew in my gut that something wasn't right. And he was trying to tell me that he was in pain. Uh, and it wasn't just a, a naughty behavior. And you, you know that. Yeah. So what did you do? Well, I have a background in product development. I was working in London at the time. I, I worked in the beauty industry and in personal care, developing products Mm. for about 20 years. And I had basically what you do is you go through a lot of investigation and observation Mm -hmm. to really determine what the need is. So I tried to get myself out of the emotion of the situation which was very difficult to do (laughs) because I used to just come back from the stables in tears, really, Mm. just what was I going to do? What was I going to do? Because he was so bad, he was dangerous. And I just decided to try and just treat it like a project that we would have in work where, you know, people would be using products and giving back their comments and you'd be observing behavior. So I decided to really observe his behavior. And I noticed that when he was tied up, he liked to rub his nose very gently hmm. against any sort of rough object that there was available. So his favorite was the brick wall. Ah. That tie ring was screwed into the brick wall and he loved to rub his nose very gently, the very tip of it, yeah, just against the wall. And that seemed to come and dine. And in the field, if he had the opportunity, he would go and put his head in the hedge He would have stand with his head (laughs) in the hedge and stuff like that. So I knew his head was very sensitive. Mm. And I just didn't know if it was just maybe the muzzle area. So I tried things like fly fringes, attaching fly fringes to the nose band of his bridle so that it would gently rub against his nose Mm -hmm. while he was being ridden. I like your thought process. Did it not, did it not tickle his nose though? Well, I tried a lot of different things that to various degrees of success. The the one thing I did find, I sort of thought what he really needed was like a little shield that went over his nose. Hmm. Um, So at the time, there were these nets that were available that were in the shape of like a big nose bag that you could put on the horse's nose and it just covered the entire bottom half of the horse's face. So I put that on and that really did help him. And I was able to ride him. But the downside of that was that it would fill with saliva during a ride. Yeah. So then he'd be in there with all of this wet saliva. Mm. And it would also sort of impede his breathing a bit. I felt like it was I would have to get off riding and empty out 
the spittle and then try and reattach it again. Mm. But there was no need for it to be a completely encasing the lower half of his nose. His problem was only the top half of it, the actual muzzle part, and his nostrils needed to be covered. Mm. And the mesh didn't have to be that tight. It could be quite a loose mesh. But what was important is that the mesh needed to be fairly rough because the rougher it was, it was like a little bit of sandpaper. So it gently rubbed against his nose and that seemed to relieve the itch on the end of his nose. But I also think had a calming effect yeah. on them because it sends endorphins to the brain. It's a bit like if you rub the end of your horse's nose very gently, it, they love it because it kind of calms them down. Um, there's a lot of nerve endings at the end of the muzzle. It's what they use to feel their food and, mm. you know, how they rub each other and is all through a lot with the, the very tip of their muzzle. So I tried that. Luckily, those sewing classes that I used to hate in school. <laughs> I think, I think we're all the same. We hate these sewing classes. They came in handy yeah. because I was able to sort of make a lot of different prototypes for him and try them. And eventually I found a design that really worked for him mm-hmm. and I could ride him. And then that's when people started to approach me to say, actually, my horse is a head shaker. I, I almost sort of felt they would have preferred to say, you know, that they were a secret uh, chocolate binger or something <laughs> mm. rather than admit your horse was a head shaker. Because in those days, if you said that, basically you were saying your horse was worthless. Oh, no. That's how bad it was. So there was quite a big stigma about it. It was a very, very big stigma because it was so unknown, people preferred to not to say anything about it. And most horses were put down. I oh. mean, that was the answer back then. And in fact, I was advised after trying different things like steroids and antihistamine tablets. I mean, I used to be grinding up little human antihistamine tablets <laughs> I mean, you'd do anything, wouldn't you, just to make them better? None of which made any difference. But once we tried all the various veterinary things, I was advised to put them down, but I just didn't want to give up on them because I sort of felt that I hadn't exhausted every avenue. And I felt that if he was in pain and in constant pain and discomfort, I would, of course, looked at that euthanizing them as an option. And some people have to do that mm-hmm. because the head shaking can be so bad that the horses cannot get any relief and that is sometimes the only option they've got left. But I felt that I hadn't exhausted all the options. So I found a method through just observation and trying different prototypes to find a way to help him. Mm-hmm. And I could ride him quite happily. And then I was approached by other people, the word started to get out that there was somebody who could make a product. So I was coming back from working in London to have a, <laughs> to have a very an email request saying, oh, I've heard, can you help my horse? So I would make them one too. Mm. So I was probably sort of doing, I don't know, maybe six to eight nets a week, just very, really just purely for word of mouth helping people because they would give it a go. Did you ever find out what the actual reason was for his head shaking? His is damage to the trigeminal nerve. 
So he may have had, unknown to me because I was based down in London and he was in full livery at the time, some kind of incident Mm -hmm. that damaged the trigeminal nerve and that caused a misfiring of the nerve um, going down into his muscle. And he head shakes all year round. It made no difference to him. But the vast majority of horses are seasonal head shakers. So it's believed that they, the seasonal ones that sort of start around March and will carry on to September are believed to be like an allergic rhinitis, which is a type of, in us, we get, call it hay fever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they are reacting to certain pollens in the air and head shaking is really description of a symptom. It's mm-hmm. actually not the underlying pathology of it because how it was described to me is that a headache is your symptom yes but what causes it can be any number of different reasons yeah head shaking is the symptoms we see but what causes it could be a number of different factors and that's the problem with head shaking is is it could be loads of things a friend of mine her horse had a problem with sunlight yeah. And if the sunlight was too bright, then the horse would shake his head all the time. So she created, similar to you, basically sunglasses for the horse. Yeah. So anytime they went out, he had the sunglasses on. My horse has started head shaking a few weeks ago. I've just found out he's got oral plaques. Oh, right. Okay. So where the flies go into his ears, um, if he's got these, or- they're irritating the oral plaques. The vets say leave the plaques alone. So I'm, I'm trying my hardest to help them heal by themselves by having, you know, fly cream on there and a fly mask. But I don't want him to become a head shaker. And I can yeah. see it happening. And it's so frustrating because you know that, you know that this is a really bad symptom that is virtually impossible to stop unless you get to the root cause of the problem. And it looks like you did. You got to the cause, you found out what it was, and and you came up with a solution. Well, in the early days, I had no idea there was as many head shakers out there as there was. I thought, you know, when when it happens to you, you think you're the only one. Yes, yeah. Back in 97, there wasn't all the Facebook communities or where you could share things. Mm. So you're just in a complete, you know, isolation And it took a very long time for me to start to realize, actually, there's more people out there who have horses like I've got, and they're going through the symptoms, the whole roller coaster ride that I'm going through. And I was put in touch. I contacted the Royal Veterinary College to say, look, I've got this product. I have this, you know, horse, and I've been making this product for other sufferers, and it seems to be working on eight out of 10 Mm. of the sufferers. It's not working on all of them because obviously what's causing their symptoms, a bit like your horse, it's the ears. So the noise is not going to make any difference. But any of them that had problems in the muzzle area, Mm -hmm. it seemed to make a real difference. And um, they put me in touch with Dr. Daniel Mills in De Montfort University. And he, with his PhD student, Kathy Taylor, who now is Dr. Kathy Taylor, <laughs> they were um, working on the head shaker, national head shaker survey, because mm-hmm. they were trying to get people or horse owners who had head shakers to fill in everything there was to know about that horse, like just do a big questionnaire, its breed, 
its age, its sex, where it was kept in the country, anything known about its previous history, veterinary history, how you were feeding it, what you did with it, you know, all these sorts of things to try and start to see if there were patterns. To try and find why would a horse who's five years old had no symptoms before, been ridden since a three-year-old, suddenly develop this problem with no signs of physical signs of what was causing it. Because if he'd had an injury in the field, some injuries are hidden, yes, we know that, but if it was a severe injury, enough for the nerves to go, you'd think that you'd see something, a bruising or blood or something. And it's so frustrating when they get these problems and and there's absolutely no reason or no visible signs of what's happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, if things are internal, but nerves look, we get trapped nerves all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we People do. trapped nerves in their shoulder and their neck. I'm sure that equally the same, well, we know the same happens to horses. Well, the trigeminal nerve is a, is a main nerve going down the horse's face. There's no reason why that wouldn't be impeded in some way. Hmm. And that's what causes. So who knows what happened? But basically the view is that horses that head shake all year round in all sorts of different weather conditions. And then also the problem isn't external to them, it's internal. Yes, yeah. So I got in touch with uh, Danny Mills, Danny and Katie, and they were very interested. I went to see him and he said, look, he was putting together a test with the panel that they had already got where they had, you know, well over a 100 head shakers on this panel. And they were testing different products with the panel, uh, including placebo, and they were doing it under clinical conditions. And what they did was they put my nose net in mm-hmm. versus all sorts of different things, a bitless bridle, a herbal remedy. Um, I'm trying to think all of the different things that they put in the... Um, the photosensitive, a photosensitive yes. that came in from America, you know, various different things with the panel to test what worked for what type of sufferers and what was the most effective. Well, the vast majority of them, it was involving the muzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, there seemed to be a problem in the muzzle of the horse. So the nose net, the net relief muzzle net, actually was the most effective. That's amazing. So, you know, where it was photosensitive for the small number of sufferers that were photosensitive, it obviously wasn't as effective. So one of the things we do at Equilibrium Products, if a horse owner rings us up to talk about the muzzle net, the first things we'll do is what are the symptoms? Because we have over, well, it's now nearly 20 years we know what it's going to help with, which sufferers is going to help with and which is, but it isn't. What's so fascinating is that you've managed to get down to what it is, which is the muzzle. And when you, coming from a complete layman's terms, Margaret here, you automatically think anything with the head, it's going to be in the actual bit of the head. Yeah. And it's fascinating and amazing to know that there are things that can help reduce even by the calming sensation. So let's say it might not be the muzzle, you know, but the muzzle the net will help calm the horse down to the extent that you can actually touch the horse's head again. Well, the thing is, I think they also start that there's a degree of panic that perhaps you're seeing on your horse as well. He knows he's got a problem with his ears. Mm. Then he starts to worry about his ears. Yes. You know, he's gone, there's a fly coming and it's going to come near my ears and I'm just going to go 
you know, and I was finding that with Timmy, it started to start to get like he was worried. Mm. And I think that that there may be an element, a psychological element as well. But the other thing is Danny Mills was speculating they could have a gentle rubbing effect against the nose, but also it was also affecting the air coming into the horse's nostrils mm. and traveling up and perhaps having a little bit of a warming effect for the horses with allergic rhinitis and that the membranes in their nostrils could have been very sensitive and having a slightly affected air flow whether it's warmed up a little bit or it's just perhaps altered some way, seem to also have an effect. And no one, not even me, and I invented it, (laughs) can definitely say why it works. Mm. We just know that it works in 8 out of 10 horses. That's amazing. We just know it does, and we're just grateful that it does. And the proudest moment I had uh, well, I've had a number of sort of highlights with this because this product means an awful lot to us. It's not our biggest seller. It so isn't, but it, it saved so many horses' lives. It saved thousands of horses' lives since it was launched. And I had an email, not to me personally, but into the company where it was a horse owner in Canada and she bought Net Relief and she said, thank you for giving me my horse back. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And sent us a picture of him. And the other one was, I think, back when Vallegro was five years old, mm. he was head shaking. Oh, really? He was a head shaker. And I remember hearing that Carl Hester, finding out he was a head shaker, sent him back to Holland to the thing. But then thought about it, thought about it and thought, actually, he's a really good horse. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll have him back. I, 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 I'm not sure of the exact details on this. So, you know, maybe you could contact Carl but on this. But I had him back, used our nose net. And Belegro, when I was at the National Dressage Championship, Belegro was won the, you know, Young Horse Championship between the four and the five-year-olds where they put them all in together, mm-hmm. wearing our <gasps> nose net. And no that's been and, you know, by doing that, it's like him and Charlotte wearing hats. Mm. They changed an attitude. They transformed an attitude where head shakers could come out of the closet. If Allegro, the champion young horse, was wearing a nose net, if he needed to wear a nose net, but he still won it, then I'm fine. To, my horse is a head shaker. He's fine, too. And I don't mind if people say to me, oh, is your horse a head shaker? Honestly, it was such a, it was such a negative, negative thing because people just sort of associated it with a bullet, basically. It's so sad, Margaret. It's sad that they put horses down without trying to find, and you've gone to such lengths to find out what the problem is and to fix it. It's sad that some people don't do that. Well, it's all changed. It's all changed now. And I would say not only did the Timmy and making it for Timmy and Daniel Mills at the Montford University with his national head-shaking survey and Carl Hester with Allegro with the nose net. All of those people, another person to mention is Liz Benwell. She was the editor of Equestrian Trade News. Mm. She had a head-shaker. She was writing for Horse and Hound and at the time, and she wrote about the nose net back in 1999 and put a tiny 
little photograph in. And do you know, it went mental on the phones. I was head of product development for the body shop worldwide. Hmm. And I had somebody, a friend of mine who was at home looking after a baby. Her baby <laughs> just had a baby. Just, just helping out and fielding phone calls. And she rang me up and she says, it's going mental on the phones. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not joking you. Hundreds of people were calling because they had sword and horse and hound and they phoned. And she was instrumental as well hmm. in making people aware that, yes, you have this problem, but you're not alone. There's lots of horses who've got it. Try this product. There's a very good chance it's going to help. And if it helps, you'll have your horse back again and you'll be able to ride him normally. And then, and then also British dressage changed the rules and Did said they? nose nets could be, nose nets could be worn. It was, that was from, 2000, I think from back in 2000, they were very, very progressive in understanding that this was not the horse's fault. Mm. This is something that it's not a need. It's, it's something that horses, it's a welfare issue. If horses need it, they can have it. And nobody, you're not going to put it on unless you, unless you need it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a fashion thing. And, and there has been a big shift towards the welfare of the horse in all competitions and generally the way that we think about our horses and the way that we think about the care of them. Yeah. There's so much more in making sure that they're comfortable, that they're happy, that sorting out problems, if that makes sense. Yes, it is. I mean, if you think we've got a debt relief riding mask too, because we know head shakers are very super sensitive in their heads basically <laughs> and um the british dressage have allowed that as well because the horse they want to see a relaxed horse that is able to show its training to its best of its ability yes and if it has a problem with its ears or its eyes or whatever they look to what can the horse the horse use whether it's a net relief whether it's a knee if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormal maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ear mops, or whether it's a nose net, that will allow it to show itself at its best. Mm. And I've allowed that too, because for some people, combining the net-relate muzzle net with the net-relate writing mask makes a huge difference. Um, I mean, I can't hack out without it, really. (laughs) And in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter what they're wearing as long as it's helping them? All we want is for the horses to feel okay. And what's the point in riding a horse that's unhappy? That's right. too occupied in something else with in pain or in frustration or annoyance. You know, I've, I've seen it with Blackjack lately. I, the poor, poor horse is so irritated by the flies. I'm just trying to think of everything. I'm going to get your mask. And um, I was speaking to one of your girls the other day. I said, Cause I need something. <laughs> just send yeah. me a mask that I can put on that's comfortable for him to wear. That's not going to be too tight on his ears because he's a big boy. Um, and, and I'll try that. I'll do anything to make him okay. I'd be really interested to know what, what Daniel found, what the results were. Well, it's a, it was Katie's PhD mm. document. And it's, it's a good doorstopper. That's <laughs> <laughs> big. I mean, I actually think they concluded that there wasn't, I know it, it's not what people who have head shakers want to hear. But they concluded they could find no commonality. There was just groups. There were groups that had trigeminal problems that caused like neuralgic like pain. There was groups who were photosensitive. There were a group that were allergic rhinitis. But they couldn't find why it happened. There wasn't anything that said there was an incident in that horse's life or there's a particular breed. It affected all breeds. Mm. It affected all ages. It affected mares and geldings equally. It affected everybody in the country, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so they, they, there wasn't a feed, there wasn't a discipline, there wasn't a, you know, at the end of the day, they couldn't, that's what they were looking for, which was we are trying to sort of see if there's a trigger. Mm. But as I said at the beginning of our little discussion, it's like a headache. You know, you're going to have a headache again, but you might not know actually, why have I got a headache today? Is it because I had a lack of sleep last night? Is it because I've had something like chocolate and that causes me to have a headache? Or have I had one glass too many? (laughs) Or there could be any number of reasons. Or do I have like a problem with my neck sometimes causes a headache? So, Mm. you know, we don't know. The other great thing is that your article in The Horse and Hound brought it to the forefront, which yeah. is brilliant because there were probably lots of people like you, like feeling like you felt, Isolate. which is, uh, you know, what's going on with my horse? How do I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't understand it. Yeah. And, and, and now we're saying, well, it's okay. You know, lots of people do suffer the same, but you don't have to suffer. That's what's yes. so great. Yes. And sometimes horses can come out of it because there's Belegro. He needed the nose net. He had the nose, I don't know, maybe for a year or two years. And, and, but then he doesn't need to wear it anymore. So a little bit, there's other ones who can actually come out the other side. Mm. So we try to learn as much as we can 
about the condition and we talked to horse owners. We funded the actual National Hedgehog Panel for a number of years. So Netrally is made in Leicester by the very gentleman at the company that makes it their total sewing. They first made it in 1999 <laughs> and he helped me. He took it seriously when other people didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. He did take it seriously. De Montfort University put me in touch with him. I started to work with him. And here we are 17 years later. It's amazing. He's still making it. Aww. You know, people say, oh, you could go to China and you could go to this. But, you know, I believe in loyalty, whether it's to your suppliers, your customers or to your horses. Mm-hmm. He gave us our chance. He took it seriously. He helped me perfect the design and made it so that you can adjust it up and down so it can be tailored to every horse and it can be washed. And he did all of those things. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, as long as he continues to want to make it, he will make it. That's so it's nice. British, British developed, British tested, British made. Lovely. Yeah. Have you heard of craniosacral therapy for head shaking? Because I spoke to Maureen. She's the one that pioneered it in horses. Yeah. And it was really interesting. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I would say I'm not an expert in anything. I'm learning. But from what I gather, I think it helps with lots of horses. But I don't know if it would help with nerve issues. I don't know. I think everybody needs to give things a go. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I've had treatment like this from an osteopath bizarrely for my neck and back problems but it has seems to really help and I am very very open to trying any number of different things I mean I don't know very much about it and I'd be very keen to hear more Mm. so if Maureen wants to get in touch with us we can put it up into our we have a therapy center on our um, website and it isn't just about our products and what we do it's to try and make it a resource that you know, people can come to so they don't feel isolated and they don't feel that there's any support out there for them. And if Maureen can do something for us that we can put it on our website, we'll be very happy to put it on there because um, I think people have to explore lots of different therapies. Mm. Because it doesn't seem to be that it seems like a combination. You'll hear things where people say, well, I use the muzzle net and I use also a mask and that helps. And so other people go, well, I use a muzzle net and I, and I supplement with vitamin C and that helps. And it's quite complex. Yeah. You have to come up with your own combination. But what we wanted to sort of say is if there are head shakers out there who are at the end of their tether or want extra help, we're very, very happy to talk to people talk them through, you know, our experiences, try and share, put people in touch with other people. Because I, I can tell you firsthand, I know what it's like. It sounds heartbreaking. It, it was a real log. But it ended up, Timmy went to the National Dressage Championships. Did he? <laughs> he pet, with his nose net on oh. uh, a long time ago, like something like 2004, with his muzzle net on. And uh, that was a very proud moment. The horse that I was I was told to put down he got there and he competed at almost every single regional championship up to elementary. Oh, it's lovely. He's retired now and he's just out in the field. Did <laughs> he's he still, still the boss. I don't I don't ride him anymore because he had kissing spine. He he has been a source of inspiration for equilibrium <laughs> on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> he's an Irish sports horse and uh, the best horse I've ever had really mm. the best horse I've ever had And um, but he has been no end of he's been a high maintenance horse <laughs> does he wear his relief mask? 
Uh, he doesn't need to wear it in the field. But what he will do is if there's flies, mm. he cannot stand flies, a bit like your horse. He really cannot. And here in the morning, I, I, there's no such thing as a lion here. I just sort of get <laughs> None of us get a lion, no. <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning because I know he'll be at the gate waiting for his field relief fly mask to go on. Mm-hmm. He loves his fly mask. And all I have to do is hold it. And if he's somewhere else in the field, he'll trot over and practically put it on himself. <laughs> oh, he loves it. And if I want to go down there, say, eight o'clock at night in the evening to take it off, mm-hmm. if there's flies around, he won't let me catch him to take it off. Oh, That's nice. how much he loves wearing his fly mask. Oh. So with Field Relief, we've had to make them super comfortable, really padded. We've got like soft cotton padding that really makes that make sure it doesn't rub because mm. it's on from dawn to dusk i mean i can't catch him he wears it all night <laughs> Bless him. but I, I do like to switch it over so i come down with another one and only then if i'm holding another one will he let me <laughs> he's an intelligent oh. boy he's very intelligent but this is your ethos that's throughout your whole company isn't it every product that you've now developed since has got a uh, healing property is the wrong word but it, it fixes something it's not just yeah. it's not just yeah. a product that's got a brand on it or a brand name on it it actually helps well we're a company of horse owners <laughs> and um you know with for us i just don't see the point in bringing out another fly mask or another boot or another anything unless it really makes a difference you know it it needs to be there needs to be a need out there that's not being met or not being met very well or we could meet it better like you know our munch blocks like our little bunch blocks yes you know we really wanted to have something that was that that was airtight that would stay fresh for 12 months and you can open them up because you never know when you're going to need something to occupy a horse mm-hmm. whether it's you're caught at a competition or you've got a horse standing in a box rest and, you know, so we really think about it. I mean, I muck out five horses or I'm poo picking after five horses. And believe you me, this I mean, time of the year. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. I need to come up with something. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined to get one of those. Clear, you, so yeah, I'm determined to get one of those bikes. You, you can get a quad uh, bike that does. And it's got the automatic sucker. It's a genius idea. I know. I would too. But every time I look at the price of them, I yes. kind of think. Okay, please bring out one that's like a Hoover, that's handheld, yeah. you know, but that's you about 50 like quid. A wheelbarrow. Yeah. It's a wheelbarrow with a sucker on it. Yeah. That's what we need. Amazing. <laughs> because I just sort of think that's what, like our massage pad. When Timmy are kissing spine and things, and we have uh, on my ex racehorse, had, he also has a bad back. We wanted to bring out a product that was affordable. So a lot of things that people go, oh, I'd love to have a paddock cleaner, but I can't afford that. That's more expensive than my horse. (laughs) So I think I'll just continue poo picking, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And as somebody says, it's good thinking time. You know, when you're, it's such a sort of routine. In a weird way, you're bonding. Yeah, but you're bonding because you're in the field and the horse is the wheelbarrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe you're observing, you're going around the field. And you're just checking, oh, there's a bit of fencing down or there's a ragwort. Let me go get my rag fork. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're spending quite a bit of time going very slowly around the field 
But five horses, believe you me, produce a lot of poo. I'd still prefer a Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> I nearly phoned Hoover once and said, can you please just invent something? Because <laughs> I, I, my back is killing me from this. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, well. So you do, because I've got your massager as well, your equilibrium yes, right. massager. I love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. My horse is like, he just loves me after that. Yeah. And I'm going to be really honest with you, Margaret. I didn't actually know what it did when I got it. I just thought it would be a nice soothing thing for the horse. Uh-huh. But can you tell me, because I do know that actually it does a load more good than I ever realised when I bought it. Well, I mean, the inspiration for that was two horses with bad backs. Well, Timmy, first start, he had kissing spine. That was kind of he was getting on a little bit and he developed kissing spine. And I just decided maybe now is the time to retire him mm. from competition, certainly. And then I also had Jack Dawson, who was a thoroughbred that I'd owned since he was a two-year-old. And he was a very successful in racing. And he retired to me and he wasn't ready for retiring yet. But mm-hmm. he was very, very uh, cold back, really cold back. And I sort of had a try on an equisage and... You know, it was pretty effective. Actually, I bored one, but I kind of thought, oh, crikey, you know, Timmy's retiring. Jack's retired. Can I really afford that? Mm, no, maybe I can come up with something else. And also Timmy's problem and Jack's problem tended to be further back in the sarcoiliac area, back behind the saddle. Yes. Yeah. So I really wanted to have something that covered the whole area, massaged the whole of the back. So again, I just developed, worked with an electronics manufacturer, developed up, tried it, tested it. We put it into Myers Co. College and they did clinical trials on it um, with a group of competition horses. What they did was they treated a group of competition horses with the massage pad and then had another group where they put the pad on, but they never switched it on. So they were monitoring heart rate and they were monitoring back flexibility and they were monitoring stride length. And what they discovered was that the horses that were being treated with the back pad, their heart rate dropped almost like that was just black lining. It was barely above like sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Despite despite being on a very busy college yard, so you can imagine – yeah, And the other horses who had it on, uh, just the pad was on but not switched on, their heart rate was just going up and down, you know, as they were being stimulated, you know, during the session. Yeah. And it got to the point of where the horses who were being treated with massage pad, their heart rate was actually dropping before the pad was switched on. They just had to see it. That's so, so clever. it was like they would recognize it and go, ah. You know, just they would start to associate it with positive, you know, a, a positive like relaxing. Experience. Yes. Well, I said it's like when you go to a spa, yeah. you just need to be pulling into the car park and you start to, <laughs> start to get the ambience. Well, I did. I did think because I've got the little mitt. Oh, yes. The mitt as well. Yes. And I'm very I was very close to giving it to my other half and saying, look, please, my back's killing me. <laughs> Can you just use it on me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the nice thing about the massage pad as well is that it seemed to have a very positive effect on the flexibility in the back. And when horses are more flexible through their back, it does improve their stride length. Mm-hmm. So we are getting a lot of feedback now. It's been on the market since 2008. 
So we've sold thousands and thousands and thousands, thousands and thousands all over the world. And we don't really need to advertise it because you get horse owners recommending it to other horse owners because mm. they, they actually feel the difference when they get on their horses. They're just feeling a difference. The horses are freer. They're more relaxed. And it's brilliant between in between classes. If you're at a competition, you can pop it on the horse, mm. um, you know, while the horse can while it's munch resting. On, yeah, it can munch on its little munch block, the Vita munch, have its block. You can go and get pick up your score or get something, you know, or and if you're taking it home, it's really relaxed. The horse brought its heart rate down. If you're getting you have to tack up to another for another class. It's keeping the horse sort of slight muscles slightly warmed up, mm. you know. So that they're ready for the next one. They're ready for the next I'm one. I'm mesmerised by you, Margaret. I could literally listen to you for hours. Uh, seriously, it's because each, oh, I just love each product is so different and the fact that it helps the horse. Out of all of them then, you've invented all of them, haven't you? Yes. So yes, out sir. of, it's amazing. Well, with a team of working... <laughs> Well, no, I have to say, I wouldn't be able to do it without fantastic suppliers that really have the same quality, you know, have the same quality ethos and, and they truly get engaged in the projects. Mm. So out of all of your products, which one's your favourite? Uh, which one do you think has had the most impact? I honestly would say it's not, not to do with the money. It's to do with the fact that it saved lives and that would be net relief. The difference, I mean, I've had people in tears on the phone mm. and and the, they, I know how, how much it means to them when it works. And I feel devastated if it doesn't, you know, mm. because I know. But then we are still there to try, you know, try and sort of recommend other things that they can try. So I would say, yes, that is the one that I think is totally central to the way this company thinks because it was actually the company was born out of I would say very very bleak a very bleak scenario and hope mm. sort of came out of it and I think also the fact that Timmy's names calls for optimism kind of <laughs> maybe maybe there is a higher power there that just <laughs> it was a sign it was a sign that really that there was hope there you know, that's all people really want is that even when they're going through very difficult times with their horse, that they can, they, that they believe that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and that they believe that there are people that they can turn to. And I would like to think that we as a company are people that they can turn to. Mm. Um, because as I say, we know what it's like to go through that. Um, and I think that's behind everything that we do. We're not just, we're not interested in just being a Me Too product. We are genuinely here to make a difference to the quality of horses' lives and in turn, horse owners' lives. That's, that's really our mission. It's lovely, Margaret. I'd be inclined to try the net relief on horses that even don't have head shaking just to calm them down. Because if it has that effect... I'd just be interested to know if it works. We haven't got any clinical data on that. We've only just got it on the head shaking pattern, but it would be just very interesting to find out if there's people out there who are listening to this hmm. that have some experience of where it's made a difference to perhaps horses that are very stressed. I mean, I certainly know the massage pad will do that. 
Yeah, because there's a horse that I have in my field and her, the owner's so lovely. For seven years, she's been trying to help this horse. No one could back it. No one could ride it. No one could do anything. And she came so far and he's turned quite dangerous now. She's done really, really well with him, but he just loses his brain. He's only little, but every now and again, he just loses his mind. And the other day he lost his mind so badly. She came off again and it's just knocked her confidence for six. Thing is, there's no reason why he should lose his mind. There's no, like you were saying earlier about the pattern, there's no pattern, but he does calm down when his head is nuzzled into somebody that he likes to, he likes to be cuddled like that. I'd just be fascinated to know if, to give it a go and see if it helped. Yes, it's certainly worth a try. That is a completely other subject there, Amy. And I am, (laughs) yes, I would be, it'd be very interested in what the cranial osteopath would be able to sort of say about that because I do think there are horses out there that have a problem potentially in their heads that are not necessarily do with head shaking but actually causes severe spooking Mm. Um, and it may actually be affecting their vision Mm. it could be that they're seeing I mean I've had I have a horse that does have a problem with his left eye and I've had vets up I've had a experts they said there's not a problem with it it's physically fine but I think it he's got a problem with processing images that he sees from his left eye that's interesting what makes you think that well because if you make any sudden movement or you do anything on the left he will jump away from you he'll overreact Mm. like it's a monster i know he can see but i just don't think he can he he either can't see very well and i'm assured by a vet that he can but i think in his brain he can't process so i think it's the message that's been transmitted from the eye to the brain yeah that makes sense right Mm. and um I mean, my vet, I have a vet, Chris Blackmore, who had a theory about sometimes horses that don't process images from one eye terribly well. And he said it can be caused by them running alongside their mother. When they run alongside their mother, whatever side they run along, it's covered up. So as they're developing, they're not developing that side of their eye because that eye is always covered by their mother's side. It makes sense, doesn't it? You, you need to you get him on. Yeah. You get him on. But he he often says that's the the issue Hmm. that he thinks could be a problem. Like, for example, where they've got foals, you know, you get a horse that has got one foot smaller than the other. Yes, yeah. And that can be caused by grazing as a foal. One leg is out, one leg is back supporting. No way. And he thinks that that can help with the eye, and it just means the development of the brain and where the visions go into the brain can actually be affected as well. Mm. So you get, most horses have a reasonable pair of front feet, but you do get some horses that develop one foot normal, one foot club, and that can be caused by a fold. So there's just there's so to much think. to yeah. it, isn't there? We I'll can, come back another time. You we'll do, talk. please. Let me know what you found <laughs> out because it's just never ending. It's we're only beginning way. scratching the surface on a lot of these things of understanding why they act like they're acting. You know, why horses are behaving in a certain way. We're only beginning to understand that. So 
But I love that. I love that, Margaret. I love that we're actually going into that much detail to try and find out why. Because for so long, like we said at the beginning, it was like you went through, it was just kick and get on, kick and get on, kick and get on. And now it's not. It's, well, actually, there must be a reason that you're acting this way. I strongly believe that. Yeah, yeah. Margaret, we can obviously head to your website, which is equilibriumproducts.com. Yeah. Are you on Facebook as well? We are. We Equilibrium Products on Facebook. You'll find out everything. I mean, we're forever posting stuff. And, you know, we try to put as many people's experiences on there as we can. Thank you so much, Margaret. It's been really, really fascinating. I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you haven't subscribed yet, then head on over to Acast Plus because there's a whole bunch of exclusive episodes for you. From a badminton special where I went backstage at badminton horse trials this year and managed to catch up with some top riders like Gemma Tattersall, Mark Todd. I can't believe I got to speak to Mark Todd. You get to share the experience with me of the ins and outs of badminton. Matt, the bit expert, gives us top tips on how to look for certain bits depending on what your horse is and how bits could also affect your riding ability and your horse's comfort so there's loads coming up over the next few months and don't forget you can follow us on twitter i'm at amy stevenson one and horse hours at horse hour i'll speak to you soon you've been listening to horse hour join the community on twitter mondays 8 p.m uk time 3 p.m eastern by using the hashtag horse hour follow amy at amy stevenson one and subscribe to us on acast itunes stitcher and player fm flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too that's why there's united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company united healthcare insurance plans offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more one of these plans may be right for you if you're say between jobs coming off your parents plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle or even missed open enrollment want more flexibility find out more about united healthcare insurance plans at uh1.com hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.